Hello and welcome to the Lancet podcast. Richard Lane with you on Friday, May the 10th. This week we're discussing a series on bipolar disorder, three series papers and a link commentary as well, plus other content in the issue. And I'm delighted to be joined by our resident expert on <laughs> matters psychiatric. That's uh, my colleague, Dr. Niall Boyce. Welcome, Niall. Hello. Let's just talk briefly about the series. We're also going to hear a little bit from Nick Craddock, the author of one of the papers and, and, and a key figure in this series. He's also profiled in the issue. But the series itself on bipolar disorder, tell us how that came together. That came together because bipolar disorder is a mental health problem which has been gaining increasing attention in recent years. Quite rightly so. There are questions as to whether it's uh, in fact underdiagnosed. We have celebrities such as uh, Stephen Fry very bravely speaking out about their own problems with bipolar disorder. We felt that it was time to produce a series of three papers which would look into where bipolar disorder is at at the moment in terms of treatment and research and give some idea of future directions. Tell us a little bit about those three papers then. Presumably they're covering specific aspects of bipolar. Well, they go, as, as the saying goes, from, from cell to bedside. We begin with a paper. The lead author is, is Nick, uh, who we were talking about earlier. And this is on the genetics of bipolar disorder and some very interesting and, and exciting findings uh, in this area, uh, specifically to do with findings which hint at perhaps some of the underlying mechanisms which might put one at risk uh, of bipolar disorder. Although, of course, in all mental health problems, there are a, a lot of very complex factors which, which lead to the development of mental and behavioural disturbance, as we know. We then have a paper whose lead author is Mary Phillips, and that's on bipolar disorder diagnosis challenges and future directions, a topic very relevant to psychiatry because for all of the advances we have in terms of genetic research, in terms of uh, scanning research, for example, day-to-day -day in the clinic, diagnosis is still made on clinical features alone. Is that going to change? Well, Mary has some very interesting things to say about that in her paper. The final paper is on treatment of bipolar disorder. Again, is is a very important topic because Bipolar disorder, being as it is a relapsing and a remitting illness, is not simply about the treatment of acute episodes. It's about really staying with the patient through the life course. It's not just about the manic episodes, it's about the frequent and, and extremely uh, disabling depressive episodes which, which many patients have and which for a large number of patients are in fact the major characteristic of the disorder. It's also about how you keep someone well. And that's not just about medication. It's also about providing support for their family. It's also about providing psychotherapies. What uh, John Geddes and his colleagues have done is to provide a very good and comprehensive overview of where we are now and what we can expect in the next couple of years. Thanks, Niall. And also, you do want to talk about an important symposium that's coming up in the States, which this issue of The Lancet is going to. Yes, this is going to be at the American Psychiatric Association meeting, which is in San Francisco this year. And it's at the, I believe it's pronounced the Moscone Conference Center. So on level three in room 3007, on the 20th of May at two o'clock, I will be chairing a symposium with the three lead authors from these papers who will present a pricey of what they've written and I think it'll be a great event and definitely one to attend if you're coming to San Francisco this year. Excellent, many thanks Niall and uh, hope all goes well at the symposium. Thank you. 
Anz Nile mentioned earlier a key figure behind the bipolar series in The Lancet this week, and we should mention it's actually very much a psychiatric-themed issue of which the bipolar series is a central part. A key figure is Professor Nick Craddock, who is at Cardiff University. He's one of the leading experts worldwide on bipolar disorder and is also a leading expert in psychiatric genetics. Do look out for the profile published in The Lancet this week, which gives more about the man and his history and how he sees psychiatry going in the future. But we thought it would be nice in this podcast to hear a few thoughts from Professor Nick Craddock talking about bipolar disorder. I've been doing research in bipolar disorder and, and, and practicing, you know, specialists in that area for about 20 years. There haven't really been any major breakthroughs in treatment, certainly not pharmacologically. Lithium, which has been around a long time, is still the... 60, uh, 70 years, isn't it, lithium? It's still the, the medication for which there's you know, best evidence for it being helpful in preventing recurrences. It's also actually the only medication that's really been developed specifically for bipolar disorder. Other things that are used as preventative measures, for which there's evidence, are typically borrowed from other areas. So anti-epileptics can be helpful. They were obviously used first in, in epilepsy, and um, some of the antipsychotics have been shown to be useful, but they were typically developed for schizophrenia. Certainly no pharmacological breakthroughs. In terms of psychological treatments, um, there's been a greater understanding of the importance of um, educating people effectively. I think that's been a really important issue. You know, not just treating a patient as a uh, someone to be told what to do or whatever, but to sort of empower the person to know about the illness, what the triggers are, lifestyle modifications, things like that. I mean, those have been important advances. Well, in terms of understanding, we're on the, the edge of a breakthrough in the understanding, I would say, because we've known for a long time that genes are important, but it is literally the last five years that we've started to get absolutely unequivocal evidence of which particular genes might be the crucial ones involved. Now, the, the problem there is it then takes uh, some years to go from that knowledge to figuring out what, what are actually the you know the biological mechanisms that um, are key, and then actually taking that forward into diagnosis and treatment. I'd say the big strides in the last few years, at least on the biological end of it, have, have been the genetics. I think in the next few years the action will shift from using the sort of biological clues that we're getting from genetics to other areas of neuroscience and particularly I would think neuroimaging is going to get you know increasingly important because it's it'll measure um, in, a, in a very effective way what's actually happening in the brain of individuals at various stages of uh, bipolar you know different mood states this sort of thing I absolutely confident that these you know beginnings of a huge increase of knowledge are you know going to drive through over the coming years but i think at the moment for what can be delivered for patients i don't think there's been a breakthrough in the last you know 25 years but certainly some improvements and i'd see those probably more on the psychological and social side actually so far than the you know, the, the pharmaceutical side, but I suspect in the future that's when we're going to see some big improvements in the, you know, pharmaceutical armamentarium. 
Many thanks again to Nick Craddock and earlier to Niall Boyce and to you all for listening. See you next time.